Hello and welcome back to the Firestarters Podcast. I am Colin, here with Joe. White Lotus. Today, we've got a week eight recap and a brief trade deadline recap. Let's chop it up. Welcome to episode 18 of the Firestarters podcast. It is 7.07. It is November 2nd, 2021. What up, Joe? We wait an extra day to record a pod thinking that we might get some juicy trade deadline action. (laughs) But we got nothing. It's true. Nothing outside of Melvin Ingram going to the Chiefs, and then obviously Von Miller going to the Rams. Yep. Two pass rushers to two win-now teams. Uh, the the Chiefs definitely needed to add defense, and True. they did with Melvin Ingram, which frees up Alex Highsmith yep. for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then makes the Chiefs pass rush just a little more viable. Like I was talking, I think it was last episode, about the Chiefs' D-line being nobodies without Chris Jones. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jones, who looked really good yesterday. Incredibly good. But, yeah, they they add to that pass rush, which will be very nice. And then the Rams just, again, do not care about draft picks. No. Send a second and a third round pick in this upcoming draft, leaving them with I think two total picks, uh, one pick. As far in as this I know. next draft, no, yeah. well, it might be a fifth and a seventh. I think it, it could is. be. Either so, way, they have one or two picks in this upcoming draft. I know they have a fifth round pick, so they're just hey, we don't want them. We're trying to win a Super Bowl. They, they so. seen how Goff went and was like, "I'm good. We'll go yeah, trade right. for guys." Exactly. So, shout out to them. They must have great job security to just be able to trade all of their picks. I think and they're pretty good. Yeah, they look they look like a pretty good team right now, and adding Von Miller to that will just make them better because that rotation is really good with now Von Miller, uh, Aaron Donald, Sebastian Joseph Day, and Leonard Floyd is going to be a nasty front. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. It's going to be scary. It's going to be wreaking, wreaking havoc. But outside of that, there was nothing to note for the rest of the trade deadline. Some guys will get released in the upcoming days, and then they will go through a waiver period, and then we'll see who claims those people. So we'll see if guys like Marlon Mack, Deshaun Jackson, players of that type that were getting shopped but probably didn't draw very much interest see if they get released or what goes on from here on out yeah surprising the titans or the ravens didn't make a move for a guy like marlon mack or ronald jones i know it was reported that the bucks weren't interesting in training trading ronald jones but would have been nice to see him in a different setting where he could get some work but yeah. Just a letdown. 
all yeah. in all. Speaking of a letdown, we had some very unfortunate injury news. Uh, King Henry goes down with a Jones fracture. Down 6 to 12 weeks, which is a long timetable. Uh, he could be back for playoffs, but I don't know if you want him carrying that playoff load off of a Jones fracture. This is what derailed Des Bryant's career. It's a really unfortunate injury to have, especially for a high-volume running back like Derrick Henry. So, un- unfortunate news, really unfortunate news for somebody, a running back that could have legitimately won MVP. Yeah, something you don't see since Adrian Peterson in, what was it, 2011, 2012? Yep. Re-ran for almost 2100. I think. Almost 2,100 yards. Just ungodly. Yeah. Really, really sad. And speaking of Adrian Peterson, they bring him in yeah. to replace Derrick Henry, maybe. Uh, I I don't expect him to put on half the numbers that Derrick Henry will be putting in, but he'll probably be there early down back. McNichols will be taking the third down role, I would assume. Makai Sargent might be getting involved a little bit. But, yeah, not a great situation for them. Look to see some uptick in A.J. Brown's volume. Sucks because going into the year, it was like, maybe this would be the year we'd see little Darrington Evans action if something Mm -hmm. were to happen. But then he's also out on IR. So, yep. Yep, going to be... AP. Yeah, it's going to be Adrian Peterson, who played all 16 games last year. Yeah. So, he still got it, maybe. Give, give him 30 carries, see what he can do with it. God. And then, other very, very unfortunate news. Henry Ruggs III gets in a car accident, uh, driving drunk, and a person involved in the accident passed away. So, Ruggs will be getting at least two years in prison is what seems to be the case. Could be longer. Just really unfortunate. Reckless from Henry Ruggs. And, yeah, just really shitty. Really shitty thing to do. Just another really unfortunate thing to happen with the Raiders. I mean, they're coming on the upswing after the Gruden stuff. Winning some games, coming off the bye. It's like, come on. Yep. And then Henry Ruggs having the best, like a a nice sophomore season. Then he goes and probably ruins the rest of his career with just a stupid, stupid decision. Driving drunk. It's just awful idea. Just an awful idea. Yeah. But there is no proper segue from that. But we are just going to shift over to our recap and start with the Green Bay Packers upset of the Arizona Cardinals. Down Devontae Adams, down Alan Lazard, down Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They still managed to squeak out a 24-21 win on a last-second gaffe from A.J. Green. Uh, Looked like he was blocking Rasul Douglas on a pass play. Rasul Douglas hauls in a... One-handed tip-to-himself interception. 
to seal the game. This is a pretty good one. Aaron Jones heavily featured in the passing game like we kind of expected. A.J. Dillon getting it done 78 yards on the ground, and then Randall Cobb hauled in the two touchdowns. Yeah, I think that uh, Kyler was trying to signal to A.J. Green, and he was trying to make a check at the line, and A.J. Green never caught the check. Mm. And then so it was just miscommunication right there. Russell Douglas took advantage. And this got to be the biggest win on the season. By it's got to be. Gotta I be. mean, that's you're going on the road to an undefeated team that was looking like the best team in the league. So I got to ask, are the Packers the best team in the league now? <laughs> They're spinning, we're spinning around the roulette wheel. The ball is rotating there's less and less pegs for it to fall into uh right now spinning on that wheel is the rams it's the packers it's the bills and maybe the bucks after but they had a poor showing but it might just be a saints thing for them but i'd say that's my top tier of teams i I may name one later if if i (laughs) i don't know we'll we'll see if i get uh excited by anybody else (laughs) Well, I'm, the Cowboys, a lot of people like throwing the Cowboys in Oh, there. the boys. I forgot to see. The, like I said, we'll, we'll roll around later. I got I to gotta remember what all these teams did. Hey, but no no other team is on a seven-game win streak. So take with that it's what true. you will. Green Bay and Packers, Aaron Rodgers is a strong. bad man. That's true. That is true. It don't matter who's out there. He was hooking up with Jawan Winfrey. Hey, he looked kind of good. I hey. mean, he he had two bad plays, I think, which is not that bad for a guy who I've never heard of before. Yeah, he could have been a clean six for six, but he just had two flat-out drops. Mm-hmm. Other than that, he was, like, running that little out route, little curl. He, yeah. he was open, and Rodgers was hitting him, and it was working. Packers also lose Bob Tynion in the game to a torn ACL. Ugh. See uh, Josiah DeGuara. Get more tick there at tight end. Probably big dog. Big dog. <laughs> he would have had one. He had a nasty. He stuck that oh, paw out there. You'd have snagged man. one, but he was out of bounds. He's not used to toe tapping in the back of an end zone. So <laughs> no. Can't really blame him. But it's still yeah. really good. It was a good catch. On the other side, DeAndre Hopkins limped off pretty early. Was uh, dealing with, I think, a hammy yep. all game. So after his big catch early in the day, it was like a 50-something yarder. He just was never really got back on the field. Uh, Kyler also pretty banged up in this game. Chase Edmonds and James Conner both found the end zone. As soon as you get in the red zone against this Packers team, it's a wrap. You, you just know you're going to score unless you're the Washington football team. It's, so both of these guys benefited from that red zone carries getting in the end zone. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if Hopkins is dealing with an injury for the rest of the season, I mean, AJ Green could benefit greatly from that. Uh, Rondale Moore got involved a little bit, but you still want to see more production out of him too. But yeah, it the Packers pretty much kept this volatile receiving core in check yeah kyler missed uh christian kirk on a seam route that would have been six he just overthrew it Mm -hmm. and late 
it was on that very last drive. Uh, Kyler got taken down, and he got his they kind of like landed on his ankle and you could tell he got got up and he was gimpy he was gimpy after the game and this is kind of what you're hearing with this guy he's getting banged up that's what happened last year he had an ankle injury and his production went way down just because he wasn't as mobile so hopefully that's not the case again this year you want to see everybody healthy especially when this uh cardinals team is this good and this fun when everybody's healthy out there i mean they added zach Ertz. And they're just, like, on pace to take down, you know, these teams that we continue to say are the best in the league. (laughs) Yeah. But now that they've been dethroned, they're going to have to earn it back. It's true. And the the, the interesting thing about the NFL is you can can trace it. I I saw a thing, and it was like, yeah, the the Jets are the best team in the NFL because it was like this team beat this team who beat this team who beat this team, and the Jets beat the Titans. So the Jets are the best team in the NFL. But unfortunately, it's not like a boxing where if you beat the best, you become the best. You catch somebody on an off day, but this should have been an off day for the Packers given the short week and the lack of firepower, but still pulled out on top. Yeah, looking like the best in the league. And the team looking like the worst in the league. (laughs) The Detroit Lions losing 44-6 at home. Yeah. To the Philadelphia Eagles. Gross. This this is just disgusting. And the Eagles, Eagles were like, hey, let's just run the ball. Yeah. And it worked. Boston Scott, 12 carries. Jo- Jordan Howard, 12 carries. Kenny Gainwell, 13 carries. Jalen Hurts, 7 carries. I mean, they toted that thing, and it worked. I mean, Boston Scott got two tuds. Jordan Howard with two. Kenneth Gainwell, the waiver wire pickup with none. <laughs> he turned 13 carries into 27 yards. So That's disgusting. Just over two a carry. Not great. And no targets for Kenneth Gainwell, which is where where he does his like most of his damage. Uh, so interesting usage, but interesting interesting game plan from Philadelphia. But the Lions suck, so they didn't really need to throw the ball after like the first quarter. <laughs> Hertz only threw the ball fourteen times. Yeah, nine completions, hundred and three yards. And seven of those targets went to Dallas Goddard. Six of those nine completions went to Dallas Goddard. Yeah. So, nothing from Devontae Smith. Nothing from Jalen Rager. Nothing from Quez Watkins. <laughs> like like we've been saying, Jalen Hurts does nothing to help his team. Uh, this is just, you don't want to start any of these wide receivers <laughs> on like if you can avoid it because i mean they won 44 to 6 and none of these guys had six ppr points like this is like dallas goddard had 13 and he was their best pass catcher so yeah even even the running backs couldn't even no nobody even broke 20 ppr points this is like what i was talking about on the last pod where it was like the patriots scored 40 something yeah 
And it's like just nobody had a big game. <laughs> this is the exact same thing where they score 44 and just everybody got a little slice of pie. Yeah, you would hope Devontae Smith went for like 40. Yeah, right. But no, he, a cool but, two. But no, yeah. He gets one reception for 15 yards on three targets. But on the other side, the Lions did a whole lot of lioning. DeAndre Swift, it was the the time was so garbage that they sat him. That's how you know it was bad. Jermar Jefferson <laughs> got in and got some garbage time tick. He got a, a rushing touchdown, four catches for twenty three yards. So Hawkinson, their leading receiver, yeah, uh, or pass catcher, I should say, had ten receptions for eighty nine yards. So. Yeah, this is a disgusting team, and people thought this might be the week that they get a win because the Eagles have been so bad. But this just shows you how much worse the Lions are than every other team. Yeah, it's sad. Something not sad, though, is the legend. The New York Jet legend. Oh. Mike White. <laughs> Mike White, oh. the White Lotus. Four bills, three touchdowns, a two-point conversion. You caught a two-point conversion. Yep. The New York Jets upset the Cincinnati Bengals 34-31 to in Jersey. Wild. This was just a crazy game because the... Bengals were obviously favored to win. I think they were like nine point favorites or something, and it just seemed like something wasn't quite right. The trap Bengals, is full the Bengals trap being, yeah, and then the Jets come in, White Lotus, <laughs> slinging the rock. I mean, God, four oh five. His over under for yards was like two twenty. I just remember I, I remember hearing this on a podcast where it was like, yeah, Mike White, we're going to pick the under on his passing yards because this Bengals defense has been so good. And then here he goes, throws five or 405, and they s- score 34 points and beat the 5-2 and two Bengals, send them to 5-3. and three. I mean, Michael Carter went stupid crazy in PPR. I mean – 77 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Nine receptions on 14 targets for 95 yards. Ty Johnson got involved. He had five receptions for 70, 71 yards and a touchdown. So as long as Mike White's the quarterback, maybe try to pick one of these guys up off waivers in your redraft leagues. And Ty Johnson, I mean, you could hold on to him for a while in whatever format because this is this is just – crazy that the white lotus is facilitating 405 yard w against the Bengals. zach wilson gonna end up like josh rosen they just oh, done man. done with him at least josh rosen got a full season before they brought kyler in bob Sal was like hey anything's possible this is nothing more than a trap game for the yeah. Bengals." yep uh, don't Jamar don't Chase. go out and go get Mike White and think that he's going to be a legendary quarterback for the rest of the season for you. I give you permission to go get Mike White. (laughs) This is Tom Brady 2.0. All right, guys, go get him. Oh, man. Jamar Chase was 
relatively held in check. He ended up scoring a touchdown, but he had three receptions on eight targets for 32 yards. He also dropped a touchdown. Shocker. Jamar Chase dropping passes. Uh, Ty Boyd <laughs> looked pretty good. Five receptions for 69 yards and a touchdown. And T. Higgins was the wide receiver of the day for the Bengals. He had four receptions for 97 yards, caught two really nice deep balls. Weird to see him catching them and not Jamar Chase in this game. But Joe Mixon was busy through the air, four receptions for 58 yards and a touchdown, and got one on the ground after 14 carries for only 33 yards. So this Jets defense is kind of frisky, especially the pass rush. I don't know frisky <laughs> quite the word. It, they it's, they gave up 31 points. They they they've been pretty good. If the offense didn't suck so much, maybe the they could, yeah, maybe they wouldn't be on the field so much. Exactly. That, that's I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I mean, the Quinn and Quincy combo, you got Marcus May back in the mix. See I think CJ Mosley was playing in this one. Yeah. He looks good so, for being out of football for yeah. him and Jamar Chase. Yeah. Don't play football for a year and then look good when look they come good. back. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> anyway, enough about that game. Uh, we can move on to two bad NFC South teams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Sam Darnold versus Matt Ryan classic ended 19-13. to 13. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Classic. So, ugly score for an ugly game. Uh, Cordell Patterson, there you go. Uh, Stefan Di- or Stefan Gilmore came in his first game for the Panthers and put the shackles on Kyle Pitts. Unfortunately, uh, two receptions for 13 yards only, six targets though, so that is a positive sign. One of those was intercepted by Stefan Gilmore. But, yeah, nobody in this game really had a good day. Mike Davis bounced back, got a signature 11 points. Uh, yeah, that's – that's. oh, uh, Tajay Sharp filled in for Calvin Ridley, who said that he's going to take a break from football to take care of his mental health. Shout out to you. Take your time. Mental health is key. So you could see an uptick in production for Tajay, and I assume Russell Gage will get a little more involved next week. He had zero targets this game, but last year you kind of saw him pop up when Calvin Ridley had his ankle injury. So, yeah, we will see. Probably try to snag some Russell Gage off waivers. This is going to come out after waivers push through anyway, so it doesn't really matter what I say about waivers. Looks like Cordell Patterson's going to lead this team in rushing and receiving every single week now. <laughs> it's true. Him or, Pitts might might eclipse him in receiving. I, yeah, but. It, it's tough when Ridley's not there, so you can't double team Pitts the entire time with a safety over yeah. the top and then a guy underneath. So hopefully Arthur Smith will get a little creative with it. Get get Pitts running more down the sideline. Get him try to scheme him up more cases where he'll be one on one. That boy's nice. And he deserves all the work. It's true. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is back at practice, which is a nice sign for the Panthers. Uh, No trade for Deshaun Watson for the Panthers. They hold firm at the deadline. 
there was a rumored package that included Christian McCaffrey, so that could have been interesting. But nothing happening with that. Uh, but, yeah, not a whole lot of fantasy relevant across this game. Chuba had 82 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Filling in again. Yeah, yeah pretty solid. Other than that, this, it was a pretty stinky one. Oh, except Zane Gonzalez. Yeah. He was Kicking a machine. He was a machine. Four for four on field goals, one for one on extra points. So, shout out Zane. 250 bombs. In, in, uh, car, on, on the Cardinals in Arizona. And then they moved on, and he's good here in Carolina. Sometimes Matt Ryan just sucks really bad. Yeah. <laughs> it just be awful. True. Absolutely horrible. Well, we were thinking this defense was really good in like earlier in the season, and then they kind of tapered off. But that's I I would assume that's due to the offense being so awful. Yeah, but that's when the fair. offense can kind of control the game on the ground like they did, they had eight carries for thirty one yards, even out of Amir Abdullah. Uh, then you can keep it. You, you can keep the defense off the field, get exactly. them and then have them come in and have your guys like Brian Burns, Hassan Reddick go and attack a s- statue of a quarterback like Matt Ryan. So I, I assume that this might be a little bit too fast of a defense for Matt Ryan to be able to pick apart like he does some of the, the worst defenses. Yeah, that's where you see him put up those big stat, big stat games, which happen less and less. As the days go by. <laughs> um, former MVP, Matty Ice. <laughs> yeah, some I can't believe he won an MVP. Shout out Julio Jones. <laughs> we can move on to a team that has a good quarterback that can play against a fast defense, but didn't have to this week. The Rams route the Texans 38-22. to It was not this close. <laughs> it was 38 to nothing. Yeah, going into the fourth. So the the Texans decided they're like, hey, can we're, we'll put some points on the board, you know, make it look respectable. <laughs> but, yeah, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, again, doing their thing. Robert Woods found the end zone twice, once through the air, once on the ground. I mean, this team is a wagon yeah and they're gonna do this against bad teams daryl henderson continues to be a really really solid fantasy running back number seven standard number 11 ppr so this guy is an rb1 i mean this is exactly what you're looking for a running back on a good team on the other side rex burkhead (laughs) got the touches (laughs) After Mark Ingram got shipped out to New Orleans. So, and uh, Scotty Phillips also got five carries. Oh, goodness. What are we going to do about this Houston team? Nothing. You're going to do nothing. (laughs) Just like all these other awful teams that we have to talk about every single time. (laughs) Brandon Cooks. He had 20.3 PPR points. Six receptions, 83 yards, and a touchdown. And then Brevin Jordan. Uh, <laughs> Ricky, Ricky tight end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here we go. Three receptions, 41 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, 
shout out to Brevin Jordan. There you go. But if uh, you got nothing else, no, we can just we could just keep it moving. Awful, awful games. To a, a really interesting game. <laughs> uh, Tennessee winning 34-31 against the Colts. Uh, Derrick Henry got hurt in this game, hurt his foot, and still played the rest of the game. So that is impressive. Still had twenty-eight carries on a fractured yeah. foot. <laughs> so, I don't know when the injury happened. It I it was later in the game, but God, he played basically a full quarter and then overtime with a broken foot bone. <laughs> like, oh man. So yeah, uh, Brian Tannehill, three touchdowns. Carson Wentz, three touchdowns. Uh, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz. <laughs> had a classic Carson Wentz game. Carson, this could be the best play in NFL history, Wentz. Because <laughs> he thinks every play could be the best play ever made. And he tries to make it. Yeah, so the if you didn't see, the play we're referring to is he's he drops back into his own end zone and he goes to throw it like at the ground to like throw an incompletion for a screen so he doesn't get sacked and then there's a guy in in the way so he doesn't want to throw it into that guy so he pulls it back gets wrapped up switches it to his left hand <laughs> and then throws it to the like a flutter ball to the middle of the offensive line and then a titans d-back it just catches it because he's right there and <laughs> walks into the end zone and so that ties this game ends up bringing it to overtime Carson Wentz throws an awful pick in overtime and the Titans end up winning it by three so classic vintage Carson Wentz you love to <sighs> see it every every play is an interesting play when Carson Wentz is on the field I just I wonder what your teammates think when they see you do that. When they see you throw a left-handed pass. Well, Philly pass. hated him. That's yeah, I guess so. I mean, you throw a left-handed pass right to a D-back for a pick six to lose you the game, basically. Like, what do you say in the locker room? You'd be like, my bad, bro. If you're Carson Wentz, hey, my fault. Like, he, he goes and <laughs> listens to his gospel music and keeps her moving. <laughs> Oh, but Jonathan Taylor, immune to the Carson Wentz uh, stink that's in Indianapolis. Only 16 carries, but turned into 70 yards and a touchdown. Three catches for 52 yards. Most of that came on a swing pass early in this game. Michael Pittman, the breakout continues. Ten receptions on a career-high 15 targets for 86 yards and two touchdowns. Huge game. Strong hands. Yeah, Carson Wentz just throws it to him. No matter what. And he's snagging <laughs> stuff. He doesn't care where it, the defender is. He's pulling that boy down. There was a play. It was like third and 20-something. And the announcer goes, well, they don't have to get it all back in one play. And then Carson Wentz is like, oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> Throws it up to Michael Pittman in triple coverage. He just goes over the top <laughs> of everybody. Uses them mitts to just squeeze that thing and brings it down. So Michael Pittman and Carson Wentz are a perfect marriage. But on the other side, A.J. Brown is here. 
11 targets. This is the first time in his career he's had back-to-back 7-plus target games. And he turns out a ho-hum 31.5 PPR points. 10 receptions, 155 yards, and a touchdown. And that touchdown was beautiful. That goes along with what you were saying couple couple episodes ago where he just leads the league in yards after contact because he broke that one tackle and, and he, he was, was gone. gone. 57 yards to the house. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if this team goes to more of a spread offense now without having Derrick Henry if they try to run uh, McNichols out in the flat a little more and try to spread things out. But they gotta get Julio back. They got to. Yeah. Or else, I mean, they're three games up on Tennessee or on Indianapolis. It, yeah. But still, that's. And they have the head-to-head, so. They're looking pretty good in, in the standings, but it definitely would not hurt to get some of their guys back soon. I, I'm fairly certain they're first in the AFC right now. Yeah, they are. They're it's wild to think about after because there's a lot of people talking about how bad they were after they lost to the Jets. Yeah. But now they, they're like... They, they beat the Bills, they beat the Chiefs. Yeah. And now wild. they beat the Colts again. But, yeah, this is impressive. Uh, it'll be really, really interesting to see just how much Derrick Henry matters because we've never had to imagine it because he's always been mm-hmm. healthy. And now he gets the foot injury, so we'll see. They said, I think their offensive coordinator had a quote where he said he wants to still do a power run offense. I don't know if that's a good idea because AP, now you have Adrian Peterson, Stroll. Mikai Sargent, and Jeremy McNichols, and not Derrick Henry, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. A disgusting game in yeah. the AFC North. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh pulled out a 15-10 to 10 victory over the Browns. Um, shout out Pat Fryermuth. Had that the game-winning play. Uh, Nick Chubb obviously isn't healthy. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you got on this one? Mike Tomlin tried to kill Chris Boswell. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, that, right. that was interesting. Right of the fake field goal, Boswell gets trucked at the end of it. Could have been a roughing the passer penalty. Absolutely should have been. Uh, Boswell gets concussed, then they can't kick a field goal at all because their mammoth of a punter uh, is only a punter. And those yeah. are two very different, like, they're basically not the same at all. Yeah, they're... Just nothing alike with the motions, with the mechanics. Just completely different positions. Everybody's like, well, I can't, why don't punters just kick field goals? It's like, why don't quarterbacks play receiver? Like, it's a totally different position. And Pat McAfee was going to be the kicker and the punter for a team. But they're like, let's not. Because then if anything does happen to you, we're out two positions. Yeah. And then you're really screwed. So, and then you also got to think, the punter is usually the holder. 
So then, if the punters become the kicker, then you gotta have someone else become the holder. Yeah. It, it's just it just snowball. Bad, bad, bad. Ugly game. Miles Garrett had the the coldest Halloween costume though, with the cape. Yeah. With every quarterback that he had sacked on the back, he got Big Ben again in this one, but uh, somehow the Steelers win. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield might be the next Goff. Ooh. Baker. Baker sucks. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I hate. I hate watching Baker Mayfield. It's just like, he's, uh, yeah. Odell had Maybe one catch for six yards. It's his lowest of both in his career, both catches and receiving yards in a game. Because guess what? He's really good at football, but he only got one target, only got one reception, only got six yards. He's obviously very banged up. Baker Mayfield's obviously very hurt as well. Nick Chubb is hurt. So, I mean, there's in- injuries all over here, but this was a very winnable game for the Browns. And they just didn't – they just decided not to. And they're like, we're not, we're not in today. So they should have played Case Keenum. I mean, Odell should have sat. But this is – yeah, this was a gross game. That's all I have to say about it. And now the Steelers are above the Browns in the AFC North. Yep. Kind of getting all clogged up now. You got a five and two team, a five and three team, a four and three team, and a four and four team. <laughs> I mean, we kind of looking at it before the year. We were thinking that the Browns might be the best team in the division, but the Ravens are still very good. Pittsburgh still got a little bit of gas left. And then also the Bengals, the Bengals want to be good. <laughs> yeah, and now the Bengals are good, so it's all just very, very even in that division. And any of them could lose any game. None of them are like dominant teams. The the Ravens were at one point, but that defense isn't the same, and their receivers are just so inconsistent. So, yeah, I mean, you know who's consistent? Not- Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris. <laughs> Najee Harris, that boy's nice. Yeah, 91 yards on the ground and a touchdown, three catches for 29 yards. And then Deontay with another double-digit target game, six catches on 13 receptions for 98 yards. So That is that's, his that's, third 13-target game this year. Not surprised because Big Ben loves him. That's going to be the only downside to them moving on from Big Ben is Deontay might not be as featured as he is right now. Then on the other side, maybe he's breaking off. You know he can beat a guy over the top, so maybe with a better quarterback, he can get a little more work downfield rather than running four-yard outs uh, seven times a game and and then yeah. get hit, hit in one long 40-yarder to, to get to 100 yards. Right. Well, you know who doesn't get hit downfield? Allen Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he doesn't continue to run his routes. <laughs> uh, the Bears lost 22-33 to against the 49ers. Uh, Allen Robinson, three catches. Improvement. <laughs> Only 21 yards, though. Uh, so, pretty disgusting game from all of the Bears. Darnell Mooney, I mean, I guess, had 13.4 PPR points. I don't know how Darnell Mooney is getting 64 yards on six catches. Like, I don't know. I feel like he's should be running more than 10 yards on routes, but 
I'm not an NFL play caller, so I don't know anything. Elijah Mitchell is really good. Yeah. 18 carries, 137, and a touchdown. Shout out to Elijah Mitchell. Uh, Debo Samuel, they're doing what they do. And then Brandon Ayuk showed up. Kyle Shanahan told Jimmy G in the headset, do not throw to number 11. Jimmy G turned off the headset today. He said, I, I do what I want, Kyle. <laughs> I'm going to throw it to number 11. Gave him seven targets. Seven of them. Played 88% of their offensive snaps. Uh, he's only had one other game that he's had more than four targets. That was in week three. Uh, he had six targets, but he had four receptions here. 45 yards. He caught the two-point conversion. It was so nice to see number 11 making plays. Uh, and Jimmy G was doing his best Trey Lance impression. Had Incredible two rushing game. touchdowns. And threw for 300 yards. He was making a statement. He wants his job. I mean, five carries for four yards. You can't really. <laughs> I just, I, but, yeah, yeah, he did get the rushing touchdowns. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mention the yards because I said it was a Trey Lance impersonation. Oh. All right, come on. Sorry, sorry. If the people listening don't look, they'll believe me. But, yes, this team will get George Kittle back next week, hopefully. Uh, Justin Fields had 10 carries, 100 yards on the ground, and a touchdown. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, But he fumbled twice, and he threw an interception, and he only threw for 175 yards in the touchdown. And on the final drive, he did not get it done. Nope. When they needed him most. Uh, But he had one really, really nice run where he was rolled out, kind of stumbled, put on the brakes, reverse field, and then ended up running it in. Yep. And he was one of the fastest ball carriers on the day. So, I mean, there's a lot of promise with Justin Fields. There's a lot of mistakes that he makes. And the team isn't very good. He doesn't get a lot of help from his skill position players. But he makes some plays that just, like, wow you. And he made a couple of those in this game. At this point, that's what you're looking for if you're yep. Chicago. Yep. And that 10 carries for 103 yards, he finally was just said, I'm I'm going. They did a lot of designed rollouts. I think he was 6 for 6 on passing on designed rollouts. So just a pretty solid day for Fields, but a lot of mistakes, which is kind of the story of the season so far. But maybe his best day as a pro, when things looked good, they looked great. And then when things didn't look so good, they looked pretty bad. You know who else looks pretty bad? The 1-7 Miami Dolphins. Uh, I, I thought you were just going to say Tua. I had no clue that they were 1-7. For some reason, I thought they had like three wins. It feels like they're doing a little better than that. <laughs> That's what I thought. But the, the team is just bad. Uh, Devontae well, Parker came back. He looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Waddle had 12 targets. That's only four catches for 29 yards, but 12 targets. I cannot believe how they're utilizing Jalen Waddle. I just, it blows my mind that Mike Gesicki gets more downfield targets than Jalen Waddle. Josh Allen. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good game. You know. 
250 through the air, eight carries, 55 yards, had the rushing touchdown. That's what you love to see out of Josh Allen. And he's getting that rushing touchdown, and, and he's getting those scores in the upper 20s and pushing the 30s. Ooh, that yep. is when he is at his best. It's true. Um, he saved most of his damage for the fourth quarter. I think it was a pretty tight game for most of it. Yeah, his team uh, was pretty asleep coming off the bye. It was like 3-3 yeah. at half. And then all of a sudden the Bills woke up and started playing some football. Yep. Uh, Zach Moss is taking a hold of this backfield. Yep. He wow. played 64% of snaps this game. Uh, Singletary only 39%. So he is so – that, that math doesn't work out. No. That, 36%, sorry. I mean, they could have been on the field at the same time. I guess. Whatever. Anyway, he didn't have a good fantasy day, uh, but he ended up getting those six receptions for 39 yards, and that's all you want is six receptions. You don't think Josh Allen's going to check down much, but when Zach Moss is in the game, you can count on him running a couple screen plays and catching a couple checkdowns. So if you're looking to roster one of the Bills running backs, I guess it's Zach Moss, but both are pretty gross. Yeah, I still want one. You don't want to touch either in redraft at all. Cole Beasley had 10 receptions for 110 yards, which is a pretty huge day for Beasley, but if you have him in PPR, this is kind of what you're looking for. And then Steph Diggs found the end zone. Still kind of an underwhelming season for Steph Diggs. We thought he was going to be this bona fide wide receiver one, but like I said, underwhelming so far. He's the wide receiver 23 in PPR. And then Gabe Davis found the end zone, a popular breakout candidate, but not quite so far this year. Yeah, you'd like to see more of that target share going to Diggs, but this Bills offense can, well, the passing game is just so good, especially bringing in Emmanuel Sanders to take that John Brown spot. They got weapons. You got the slot specialist in Cole Beasley. And then, like, Gabe Davis is, like, the field stretcher-ish. No Dawson Knox in this one. But, yeah. Uh, Speaking of slot specialists, Jamal Agnew had six receptions for 38 yards and a touchdown (laughs) in the Jacksonville-Seattle game. We can move on. I don't want to. I'll be honest. Every single one of these games was pretty awful. That, we were really hoping that the trade deadline was going to be lit <laughs> so we wouldn't have to talk about these games for very long. But Tyler Lockett, 12 receptions, 142 yards. Geno Smith looked great. DK Metcalf, 6 receptions, 43 yards, 2 touchdowns. One was nasty, kind of mossed a guy, got the toe tap in. Uh, but Jamal Agnew is the only decent guy on Jags. Urban Meyer said he's their best separator. He wears number 39. He was a D-back in college. Came in, was only a kick returner for the Lions. Now he's with the Jags and apparently is an elite slot receiver. Hey, he he, he returned the kick six against the Cardinals. Yes. Yeah. Uh, good and, to see uh, he's... Dan Arnold. Eight catches. Yes. 68 yards. Uh, good streamer tight end, and I think he'll be pretty, pretty solid going forward. Yes, they traded for him. They have to prove that he was worth trading for, so they're going to feed him. He runs 
routes on over 80% of passing downs. Yes. 10 targets, which is exactly what you want to see. Second only to Jamal Agnew with 12, but led the team in receptions with eight. Jamal Agnew only converting on six of those targets. Uh, James Robinson goes down with an ankle injury. Uh, Carlos Hyde. <laughs> so Carlos Hyde stepped in, ended up getting six receptions somehow. But if James Robinson is down, Carlos Hyde is going to be very relevant. Maybe you'll see a little Dare Agumbawale too hey. sprinkled in there. Badger legend. I wouldn't go that far. Let's <laughs> let's move on. I don't. Yeah, we can move on to a more fun game because Bill Belichick figured out Justin Justin Herbert. Yep. Again. Uh, yeah, Justin Herbert's two worst games as a pro have come against the New England Patriots. Damian Harris had another solid day on the ground, 23 carries. He is their bell cow, 80 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Nelson Aguilar caught a bomb. Jacoby Myers found the end zone. Two-point conversion. On a two-point conversion. (laughs) (laughs) So we can go another week, days since Jacoby Myers scored a touchdown. (laughs) Add seven more. Nikhil Harry, two receptions for 30 yards. You'll love to see it. Uh, but the tight ends did not get involved in this one. Neither cracked five PPR points. Just a solid outing from the New England defense. Three sacks, a pick six out of Adrian Phillips. That kind Two of sealed the game. Yep. Two interceptions total. Uh, they held Mike Williams in check. Keenan Allen had a pretty solid day. Josh Palmer, my guy, found the end zone. Tuddy. Yeah, Nick Falk. Big kicking. Four for four on field goals. Uh, hit yep. one pretty much at every level. So Yep, you'll love to see that. Nick Folk has been a solid kicker all this season. He has I think he's K one right now. In the, I I wouldn't be surprised. He's, he's close. He is he is. He is K one. He's a machine. Uh on the other side, Austin Eckler continues to produce Rack up no matter what the game script is, no matter who the quarterback is. Six catches on ten targets. 11 carries for 64 yards. He had a nice touchdown where he carried the whole pile about 10 yards. And Keenan Allen also found the end zone. Justin Jackson had a huge run. Yeah, he did. He did. He. I wish he would have scored <laughs> yeah. if he'd had like one more gear that he could have pushed. But just ran out of juice. Yep. But that's that's about it for for that game. I mean. One of the best on the day. One of the more competitive games. Yeah. Still uh, not a lot another, of not a lot of fantasy relevance. No, not a ton. It's not a ton. You're to not going to see any Patriot player have over twenty. Ever. No, never. Damian Harris is last best week. Chance. That was it. If because yeah, he found he the end zone like twice. <laughs> two tuds with 110 yards. It's like your only chance to get twenty out of a any player on the Patriots. Patriot. Yeah. Uh, but another close game. Washington falls to the Broncos, ten to seventeen. Melvin Gordon scored two touchdowns. Still, still trucking. One, one on the ground, one through the air. And if he didn't have those two touchdowns, his stat line's damn near identical to Javante Williams. It is. It's it's true. I mean, fifteen through the air, Javante thirteen through the air. 47 on the ground, Javante 35 on the ground. 
Uh, Javante with two receptions, Melvin with three, Melvin with 10 carries, Javante with nine. So, yep, again, they are looking in a mirror at each other. Uh, Jerry Judy back in action. He four receptions on four targets for 39 yards, which is what I think we can call the Teddy effect. You're never going to see a 100-yard receiver. Uh, unless it's Cortland Sutton, because he's had two this season. He had 159 yards and 120 yards and 94 yards in a game. But generally, Teddy Bridgewater struggles to throw 200 yards, so you probably won't <laughs> see very many 100-yard games. <laughs> uh, they should have drafted Justin Fields. Yeah, they should have. <laughs> He'd look really good on this offense. <laughs> no disrespect to Pat Sertain, who's playing incredibly. It's true. Not that I don't like Pat Sertain and not that he's not really good at football, but quarterback is a bit more important than wider or than corner because you got to score points. You got to score points, man. I mean, they won this game. (laughs) (laughs) Scoring 17. And that's just because Washington was worse. Uh, something alarming is Antonio Gibson's production as of late. He is obviously very injured. His shin stress fracture is not getting any better. Jarrett Patterson got some tick, 11 carries, 46 yards. But J.D. McKissick is going to be your guy that's going to be filling in. Had 18.3 PPR points because he had eight receptions for 83 yards. Antonio Gibson might not be right for a while. Shut they him down. They might shut him down. Yeah. They should shut him down. But if they don't anytime soon, he could be getting shutting, shut down for the fantasy playoffs. Keep an eye on Jared Patterson. Keep an eye on J.D. McKissick. Pick him up now before they get snag- snagged up on waivers later when Antonio Gibson ultimately gets shut down because this team – this is not going to have a lot of wins. They're not going to have playoff hopes. So just keep an eye out for that. Looks like Fitz and Logan Thomas could both be back after their bye this week. So who knows? Maybe that'll be a bump in the offense. But We hope so. I wouldn't get your hopes up. Let's move on. I My hopes are up for, for Terry McLaurin because three receptions for 23 yards – hurts my heart to see but pat certain he's got the shackles on him, so I mean. <laughs> another guy yeah, that you can move on pretty good with the shackles yep. is marshawn Lattimore. it's on mike evans that is a duel yep. year in year out he got him most of the day mike evans got loose on a 40-yard touchdown but other than that tb12 threw this one away it's true. It is true. And we have unfortunate news in the quarterback room for New Orleans. Jameis Winston down with an ACL-MCL combo. It was dancing in the <laughs> locker room after the game. <laughs> we love some Jameis. Bro, I feel so bad for Jameis. I don't know if he's a real person. <laughs> You tell me this man's not a hired actor. <laughs> he's just He's a walking meme. Dancing on oh. the crutches in the locker room. The 
Oh, man. But you're going to be seeing Taysom Hill, who was out with a concussion this game, which is why Trevor Simeon was getting <clears throat> tick. But Trevor Simeon played great. Uh, but if you have – if nobody has picked up Taysom Hill to this point while you're listening to this podcast, go get him because he's going to score 25 points a game because that's all he does. He's going to have two rushing touchdowns. Alvin Kamara's usage is going to go down the drain. He's not going to have any red zone touches. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Drew Brees will not be coming out of retirement for the Saints. Phil Rivers might. He's open to a return. His high school season just ended. He said that. Well, (laughs) he could go take over again for Wentz. Chris Godwin, when Antonio Brown doesn't play, is the nuclear option. Eight receptions, 140 yards, and a touchdown. That's real nice. Yeah. (laughs) I I love it when Antonio Brown doesn't play. Because this, like I said, goes back to the good old days in Tampa Bay when Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were both top 10 receivers. Yep. Chris Godwin was wide receiver one, and Mike Evans. I think was right up there, top eight, something like that. But Mike Evans right now is the wide receiver eight in PPR. It's true. Even though every week it's like, ooh, that's gross. <laughs> and Chris Godwin is number seven in PPR. So they're not doing too bad right now. But every time Antonio Brown comes back, I don't like it. Feels feels wrong. <laughs> Gronk also went out right away. Back spasms. Don't like that. Especially when you got hurt and, ribs. Yeah, good. It's it's a connected injury. Yeah. So they shouldn't have played him. Traquan Smith found the end zone. Uh, at 12.3 PPR points. Marquez Callaway continues to not be a thing. But Kevin White, out of the woodwork. Former Dynasty wide receiver darling. Had one catch for 38 yards. Tough. So Tough, tough career. Good to see him out yeah. on the field. It's true. Mark Ingram got involved at 7.2 PPR points. You like to see that. But the story of this game was the Saints defense. Two interceptions, three sacks, one fumble recovery, and a touchdown. Love to see it. I do at least because I don't like seeing Tom Brady succeed. <laughs> Adam Troutman, two catches on six targets for four yards. It's coming oh, along. It. Coming along. Must, must have missed that. <laughs> uh, Sunday night football, <gasps> Dallas and Minnesota. Dallas went up 20-16 and won this game. Cooper Rush looked pretty good. Yeah, Cooper <laughs> Rush good. took Amari Cooper for the game. Uh, that is the first time a quarterback and wide receiver with the quarterback's first name and the wide receiver's last name being the exact same, have ever hooked up on a touchdown. And the first time a quarterback with their last name and receiver with their first name hooked up on a touchdown was last year, Andy Dalton to Dalton Schultz for the Dallas Cowboys. History in the making. Good content. This game sucked. This is not. This, this is game an sucked. awful game, too. Kirk Cousins, prime time. You knew it was happening. Cooper Rush, 
they showed his family more than they actually showed the game. His dad, you could hear his dad just saying, protect the ball. Be patient. Yeah. <laughs> over and over from the stands. Uh, but good for him. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, Cooper Rush facilitated three fantasy-relevant receivers. Mark Cooper had 25. Cedric Wilson had 20. And C.D. Lamb had 16.9. I mean, just a nice day from a filling quarterback. I mean, if you had to start him because you had Dak in your lineup to the last minute, you weren't upset, I know from experience. Cedric Wilson <laughs> threw a uh, bullet to C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Probably the best he throw, the of, best the throw yeah. of the night. Easily. Easily. <laughs> On target. Oh, you love to see it. Yeah. So, Cedric Wilson will continue to be pretty relevant until Michael Gallup comes back, which could be soon. We'll see. Uh, Adam Thielen got most of the work on the Vikings side of things. Six receptions for 78 yards and a touchdown. Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott both held in check for the most part. Neither getting to their 100-yard mark that you like to see. Uh, Dalvin with 78 on the ground. Zeke with 50 on the ground, 23 through the air. Uh, yeah, this was a pretty, pretty boring Sunday night football game at the end of the day because it was Cooper Rush versus Kirk Cousins. And Dak looked like he went through his pregame. He was looking good. He was doing all his weird shoulder things. But they're like, ah, we'll rest him. A little load management for Dak. Yeah, look, better to be safe. I mean, you want him healthy long term. It's on the same side as that ankle. So not a whole lot of mobility in that ankle. So it, it's really easy to get stiffened up. So good call by them. Let them take this game off so you can have them for the next however many are left in this season the 17 games uh next 10 10 more jesus christ that's a lot of games so you can have them for the next 10 games and then the last worst gross (laughs) primetime game (laughs) daniel jones i kept saying what if daniel jones outduels patrick mahomes he did he didn't quite but he kept pace i mean he did (laughs) this was he outdueled him in terms of fantasy (laughs) he did that's for sure he just can't you know you don't want him uh, you're not not gonna get many game-winning drives out of out of dan jones no unfortunately for the uh Derek gore Toten <laughs> looked all right yeah frank gore's nephew came in this game 11 carries for 48 yards and a touchdown uh Devante booker played the highest percentage of snaps out of any running back in the nfl for week eight. Uh, had 15 carries for 60 yards, five receptions for 65 yards. Gave you 18.5 PPR points. Very respectable. Wish you would have found the end zone. Brought that up to a cool 24, but I'm being picky. Uh, Kadarius Tony did not have 300 receiving yards like we all expected. Only four receptions for 26 yards. He also threw a 19-yard pass. Yes. To Sterling Shepard. Uh, early in the game, uh, Sterling Shepard left with a quad injury in the second. Yeah, uh, he was four for seven for only twenty-five yards up to that point. Uh, John Ross, the deep threat again, uh, two catches, seventy-two yep. yards. Uh, it was nice to see Evan Ingram start rolling. Uh, he found the end zone, just three catches <laughs> for fifteen yards, but. That was the guy that we were hoping would be on the move. 
to uh, I was hoping he'd yeah. come to Green Bay yeah, after true. the Tanyan injury. It's true. Just get another athlete, but the trade deadline sucked. Just like all these games, <laughs> and just like this entire slate was just horrible. Just... Yes. Uh, Colin with two L's Johnson came in. He had uh, two receptions for 10 yards. He might be a little bit relevant if Sterling Shepard is going to miss more time. Darius Slayton. No catches. No catches. Tyree Kill, though. 12 catches on 18 targets. Jesus Christ. 94 yards and a touchdown. 27.4 PPR points. Uh, Travis Kelsey did not get involved. Really not great, like... He's, he's the tight end one. Let's let me preface it by saying that. But kind of underwhelming. He has had a six point game, and now a four point seven point game. He had thirteen last game, so it, it's just a, a little bit underwhelming for the guy that you kind of slot in for fifteen, regardless of the situation, regardless of the scenario. Uh, it's just something with the defenses that are playing him, or something with Mahomes. Just isn't quite working. And Mahomes just flat out struggled again. Got the yep. weak ass dap from his brother uh, to start the game. Dude wasn't even looking at him. Uh, he said, "Who's this dude?" Yeah, it's tough. Some something's going on with Mahomes. Yeah, you know something's going on. Uh, McCall. Well, they made him throw forty-eight passes. Yeah. But usually that's something you want to happen. And he's thrown for 500 yards and five touchdowns. It's true. This Giants defense isn't that good. (laughs) You know, I'm going to disagree with you. I think, so, two, three years ago, the Bucks defense, all the underlying numbers were really good. But Jameis was their quarterback. I think this is a similar scenario where there's a lot of really good players on this Giants defense with their pass rush, their secondary. I mean, Jabril blew his Achilles. You still got Bradbury, uh, uh, Logan Ryan. Yeah. uh, Xavier McKinney. Xavier McKinney. I mean, their linebackers are solid. Tay Crowder filling in for Blake Martinez has been basically Blake Martinez. And then your guy on the front, I can't Aziz think of his name. Ojalari. Aziz Ojalari, yep. And then Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams. There's a lot of really good playmakers on this defense. And I think if they had a quarterback, like the Bucks had that quarterback change, they went from being a middle-of-the-pack defense to the best defense in the league. I think a similar thing could happen with this Giants defense. Pat Mahomes should still be <laughs> shredding. It's true. Pat Mahomes defense. should be lighting up. He's throwing forty-eight times. It's true, and it seems like he's finding Tyreek Hill more and more, and he's just funneling him the ball more and more. McCole Hardman had a respectable day, but yeah, it was well, a pretty gross the, game. They run those jet through. sweeps with the little touch passes. That's yeah. Why Hardman's stat line looks so good, but. It was basically two. He had like forty yards on two of those passes, which were basically runs. You know, it's but, true. Yeah, it all sucked. Everything Very sucked. true. Outside of the Thursday night game, 
Remember the Packers won. Yeah. Every game sucked. Shout out to the Packers. Well, thank you for joining us for another edition of the Firestars podcast where we looked over the extensive trade deadline and week eight. <laughs> <laughs> you you can follow us at the Firestarters pod. At no. Firestarters. Fire, pod Firestarters. Firestarters. <laughs> at Pod Firestarters. At, at Pod Firestarters <laughs> on Twitter. just dribbled in a circle. <laughs> That's what saw that. <laughs> 16 <laughs> seconds of the shot clock. This is disgusting. You can email us at thefirestarterspod at gmail.com. Send us your love. Send us your hate. Send us whatever you want. We love interaction. And we will talk at you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>